Hi and welcome to our podcast. Today we will be discussing trans and queer representation, what it looks like and what it should look like, and what it looks like now. I'm Africa. I'm Ari. And I'm Neve. To start off, let's differentiate what good and bad representation look like. Um, it's hard to define what good representation looks like because we've seen so much bad representation. I guess to me, good representation should have trans and queer characters with narratives that are not traumatic because not all trans and queer narratives are like that. Instead, we should see narratives that include trans and queer people in healthy relationships and stable mental health and a support system, just safe spaces. Um, bad representation is something that we see a lot with trans and queer characters. So what it looks like to me is um, trans and queer characters end up in a relationship with someone who's older than them. Um, they aren't accepted by their family or kicked out. Some, or something really traumatic happens to them or they die. Um, this type of rep- representation is harmful to trans and queer people because it creates a negative affiliation to those communities. So why does representation even matter? What role does the media really play? Well, for starters, the media plays a huge role in like today's day and age. You know, social media is huge. Um, it's like a platform that allows anybody to say anything. Um, people could be trying to figure out who they are, and they are trying to find new perspectives of themselves through like these characters, you know? The fact that they can relate in a harmful or negative way, see that needs to be fixed. And that needs to change. There is a lot of history of bad representation of trans and queer narratives. Some shows and movies that at the time were seen as groundbreaking aged like really poorly. For example, one of these could be the TV show named L Word. Just to give some background for our listeners, if anyone's not familiar, The L Word is a show about a group of lesbian women who live in LA in the early 2000s, aired on Showtime, I believe, and also just launched its reboot with some of the same actors, even. Ari, do you think that the show is good or bad representation? Was it trying to be good and was kind of accomplishing some good things, or was it just straight up harmful to the community? Personally, I think it's bad representation because of how transphobic and biphobic it is. It confirms these perceptions on queer and trans people that people already think. Like, it makes people, it makes lesbians look like they are predatory and that they cheat. And, um, and like, no one in the show believes in bisexuality. Um, the one character that in the show that is bi mainly dates women, which is fine, but all her friends don't believe she's bisexual and say that she's just pretending and all that. Um, and uh, I think it's it is trying to be good, but it t- just turned out so bad. <laughs> um, um, and I th- I do think it is harmful to the community because it like again it like confirms all these perceptions. Um, and I think it's bad representation for the trans community because um. Max is one of the, even though Max is like one of the first trans characters to be represented in TV, which is great for the time, um, but it is clear that the character was created by cis people, and he hits all these like stereotypes that we've either seen or heard about trans people, and 
not only that, but he was played by a cis woman, which is something we see a lot um, when there are trans when there is trans representation. Yeah, I remember watching that show in that time, and Matt when Max went on T, he was very like violent, and he was portrayed as very like aggressive towards his partner, which gave me like false representation and like perceptions of what it could be like or whatever and that's like scared me you know uh i read in an article about the reboot for the l word that the creators wanted to make up for having a cis woman playing a trans man um there are actually two trans characters in the show um one of them is a part of the new main cast and the actor's name is leo sheng or sheng who is a trans man that is Asian American, um, which is something that was another thing they wanted to include in the reboot of the show, um, having more people of color and um, trans people played by trans actors. Unfortunately, there are many, many examples of trans characters in the media being played by cis actors, and that is something that needs to change. Another example of this is the movie Boys Don't Cry, which is a true story about a young trans man living in Nebraska in the early 90s, where it was extremely dangerous to be outed, and he actually ends up being killed in real life. Um, And even though the movie, which was a portrayal of his life, Brandon Tina, it was groundbreaking for its time. It has been called out to be somewhat problematic because not only was Brandon Tina played by Hilary Swank, a cis actress, it was extremely violent and depressing film that may or may not even be accurate. Being exposed to violent trans narratives, especially in a time where it was one of the only trans narratives, does a lot of harm to those who may identify with Brandon Tina's story. This also relates to the common trope, bury your gaze, which is when creators of TV shows and movies tend to create tragic narratives for queer and trans characters, like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, with the two characters, Willow and Tara. They're actually the first lesbian kiss ever aired on live television, and then like two seasons later, they killed off Tara, which is like from a gunshot That's stupid yeah. <laughs> um and it's really common to see death and tragedy portrayed in queer romance it basically sends the message to young queer trans youth that if you choose this path then this is what you should expect okay yeah like how ari was saying earlier you need there needs to be you know like happy narratives for queer and trans folks to relate and see themselves in these shows or else, like, violence and tragedy is the only thing, like, we can expect. So, like, trans characters need to be played and represented by trans folks because they deserve the right to tell their own stories. Like, for instance, the Pose actress in the in the, the, the show Pose, um, what's her name? MJ Rodriguez, the one who plays Blanca. She mentioned that, like, trans people playing trans characters allows for, like, a broader range of opportunities, where before they were, like, not given, like, at all. Trans people are then able to play and tell their stories through these characters in the same manner that cis people do, like, all the time. I feel like, especially, that um, something we have seen a lot more today 
uh, more modern shows and movies have a variety of narratives that portray a whole spectrum of things, like um, Pose and Euphoria. For those who are unfamiliar with the show Pose, it is about trans and queer youth in the 80s and the culture that was created in that space, like the ballroom scene. Many of the main characters are played by trans people or who portray trans characters. Euphoria is about these high schoolers that deal with drugs, abuse, and sexuality, and also has a trans character played by a trans person. Um, even though Jules, the trans girl in the show, faces abuse and violence, it's important to see that representation. Her character's life is not just being trans, she has a character with like complexity and multitudes. Providing these opportunities for trans and queer folks is so important because, like Africa was saying, they have the chance to tell their own narratives and create their own spaces. And especially because once they are recognized and gain a platform, they have such an influence on who they can share their experiences with. For example, um, actor India Moore from Pose, they are using social media for so much good even just teaching their followers about how to respect folks' preferred pronouns. It's so influential because they were cast in this role, and now they have this opportunity to spread this positivity around trans narratives. Um, there's also Chalaman, who's an artist, actor, activist, and um, he identifies as genderqueer. Chela is an important social media influencer because of how open he has been about his journey with his gender and transition. The vulnerability that he has shown is inspiring me because he shows those who may be questioning their gender um, that it's okay and being trans is something that can be and is beautiful. All right, like the vulnerability and like the ability to share like his life experiences is super powerful. Representing what healthy bonds and relationships and community can look like, that's something that we don't see and that we should be seeing more of. For me personally, seeing the Chalaman and his relationship with his partner Mary V has been so inspiring because their relationship is so healthy and loving and stable and supportive and that's a really important narrative for queer love that we don't see too often in other forms of media like TV and movies. And having this platform for him can make others feel so seen and so important. And that's that on that. <laughs> well, yeah, to wrap it up, you know, it's important to have the trans representation in the media. Basically, we just need and good representation for queer and trans people. Having these narratives to contrast all of the other negative sh** that's out there in the media is just really important, especially for trans and queer youth. Thanks for listening.